Hi world, I'm Angela Konkin. And I'm your why guy, Jerry Visca. Welcome to our podcast. Inspiring one million whys, together. Woohoo! <laughs> so who's Jerry? Well, he's formally educated in architecture, a branding expert, author of 18 books, and today focuses all of his awesome creative energy on helping people answer the only question that matters. Why do I exist? Don't forget, love, I've also toured 11 countries inspiring thousands of people. Oh yeah, I forgot. And Angela happens to be the love of my life. Thanks, love. So, who's Angela? She's a trained life and leadership coach, but today focuses her energies not just on me, but on helping people train their brain through the power of meditation and, of course, touring the world with me on this inspiring mission of One Million Wise. I like to call myself the fluffy sidekick. Together, we're inspiring One Million Wise in the world. I help you ignite your deeper why, which of course I define as the world helped by you. And I help you live it, baby, by training and conditioning your mind. So this podcast is where we thought it would be cool to share more of us and the energy of this big, fat, audacious vision of inspiring one million whys. And how it all comes to life through this magical thing called why time. We'll also share how we do this together with each other, which is what I love. It's amazing. I love doing this with you, Jerry. But most importantly, this vision can only come to life together with you because we can't do it alone. And that's why we're sharing it. So thanks for tuning in. Welcome to our podcast, Inspiring One Million Wise Together. Today, it's all about outcomes. Passion plus purpose equals outcome. So we're talking outcomes, baby. In our last podcast, we focused on passion and purpose. So let's just review that a bit, love. This equation Very that excited, love. I know that you've come up with to ignite your deeper why. In our last podcast, we talked about passion and purpose. So let's just review that a little I bit. I love this equation, considering that I almost failed math. I wanted to come up with a simple equation it's for the ultimate equation for life, you know, for and, and it's interesting. I'm very big on anything that helps you simplify your life. There's a, I think there's a real art and sophistication to things that are simple. And it's taken me a lifetime to distill how to arrive at this deeper why, this this deeper purpose, this reason for being in this in this basic equation. And like you said, it's our passion, which is our joy, the things that really fire us up, the things that light us up, plus our purpose. Well, let's go back to passion, how it's so hard to, for people to answer that question, what brings them joy? Yeah, and the things that bring you joy, you're the only one that knows. Yeah, I mean, you can always go back to the podcast on passion, but really to summarize, you know, we have this inner GPS, this joy GPS, and it really lights us up. Like you know, like doing this podcast lights me up. Writing these new transformational novels really lights me up. Existing here in Tuscany, where we are today during this podcast, we're doing this from Tuscany. Lights me up. So the more and more that you see that there's a reason that it's a GPS, because when you're off track, you're off course, it's your soul's way of telling you that I really don't like this. I don't feel good doing this. It's not my joy. Right? You're the only one that can really focus on that. Whereas purpose is 
taking these unique gifts that we've been given, we've all been given, we were born with a very special set of unique skills, unique gifts. And over time, you can take these gifts and nurture them and they become more skills. For me, I was really born with, I, I always thank God for this gift, which is creativity. Mm. And I've nurtured it through creative expression. See, it's one thing to just take that gift and not do anything with it. It's another thing to nurture it. And then it becomes this, this expression of your higher self. And that, I start off that way because purpose is taking those unique gifts and then saying, hey, how can I serve others with it? And that's purpose. Yeah. And you know, I love how the passion part of the equation is so critical to get to your purpose. And the two of them come together to create these outcomes. The passion part of it, we've created a society, and this was my kind of my next question, why is it so hard to ignite passion and purpose? We've created a world, a society, where we believe that our joy, our passion, is kind of this side thing, this hobby, almost frivolous, where it is so, so critical. And I believe it's becoming even more important in this day and age because we're still so lost. And as you said, your joy is your GPS. Why do you think it's so hard for us to ignite this passion and purpose? When you start to see that as human beings, we've been given these, these innate abilities to listen to the, with the intent to understand what brings us joy. And without knowing what brings you joy, you won't start to pursue the things that bring you joy. If you ask any successful entrepreneur over the ages, anyone, not one of them will say, you know what, I kind of made it, but I made it with, by doing the things that really suck the life force out of me. No, everyone will say if you're not passionate about who you are and what you're creating and what you're serving and what you're doing in this world, you just won't stay the course. And of course you won't because it's like rocket fuel. Your passion is like rocket fuel. Eventually when that rocket fuel burns out and there's nothing left, you just kind of coast. And most people are coasting through life. They're coasting and it's like a sugary treat. It's like drinking a, a high energy drink like a Red Bull. You might get little bursts of peak moments of joy by falling into someone else's jet stream and, you might, and then you convince yourself, oh, okay, that's what I should be doing because that's bringing me joy. But then all of a sudden, like a sugary drink, it, it evaporates, it leaves you, and then you're sitting there and you're wondering why you're sad, why you're not fulfilled. Well, you know, I bring that up because I think it's a, an important aspect of the human condition that's evolved. Aside from these inspired on fire entrepreneurs that have created greatness in the world, and I believe that is within all of us to be able to do, what has evolved as the human condition is that passion is not that important. I mean, that gets sucked out of us pretty quickly in schools. You know, that's, we're not designed, they're not even designed to keep that alive and vibrant within us and have us lead our life with it. I just don't think we as, as a society, we're not nurturing some of the elements that should be should be at the top you know they're the elements that really make us human beings it's what differentiates us from from a tree right or a, a plant like we have the ability to to go inward and say hey this brings me joy 
And the only reason I bring this up, that the human condition is has so far been that we have not put a lot of emphasis and focus on passion and purpose, is that I believe when we understand that, we kind of cut ourselves a little bit of slack and we go, oh, wow, okay, maybe we haven't been putting a lot of emphasis or the emphasis that we need to in this area. And this is what's happening to us in our world. So for me, when I understand that, then I go, okay, I cut myself a little bit of slack, you know, and that's why I bring that up. But now let's move on to outcome because that's really the focus, the primary focus of today's podcast. We just wanted to review passion and purpose. And please, we encourage you to go back and listen to those podcasts we've created because Jerry and I just loved talking about those two areas. But let's move on to outcome, love. The third important element of this beautiful, simple equation. Can you describe what you mean by outcomes? Yes, I can. I mean, the outcome is really the combination of the passion and purpose. And I often say to people that have that have had why time with me, if you don't like the outcomes in your life, I challenge you to go back and look at your life, examine it, start to see that you're not living with passion and purpose. And how can I start to integrate more more joy and more purpose, service-driven purpose into my life? Because that outcome really is the the ultimate the ultimate equation, the ultimate outcome of that equation. And the one question to ask yourself to get the outcome is, what do I want to experience? Mm, I love that question. I'm going to repeat that. What do I want to experience? And when you start to think about the things you want to experience, you're going to realize that what you want for others. So that's the second part of that. What do I want others to experience? You know, what is the outcome? And it works on absolutely everything. I'm writing a new transformational novel as you know, called The Life I Didn't Notice. The first thing I ask myself is, what do I want a reader to experience? Mm. And if you start to focus on the outcome and, and lead with the outcome versus leading with, you know, how can I just get more people on board or how can I sign more people up or how can I make some more money right now? Outcome is never money. Outcome, I'm not saying money isn't important, we'll get into that, but outcome is, is the result of living this life of pure joy doing the things and the, finding out the actions. There's only a few of them. There's a few actions that light you up. And repeat it over time, together with those unique gifts and purpose, it's going to create these extraordinary outcomes in your life. And it's funny because that is your deeper why. And that's where everyone's like, oh my God. It, once it hits them, a light bulb goes off. And, and I'll give you an example of how that worked for me. My passion truly is to create. Mm-hmm. It's just I love to create. And there's different things I like to create, but creativity and creating is my joy. It's my passion. My purpose really is to serve others by inspiring them, to help them be inspired with why they're really here. So creatively inspire. What is the outcome? I really want people to take action and answer the only question that matters. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And it's funny how, it, how well that flows, right? I exist to creatively inspire people and their ideas to action. I want them to answer the only question that matters. Why am I here? And when you start to to live through that and you start to become that, then the outcomes, they start to magnify, Mm -hmm. right? And they start to, they resonate. There's this balance with everything around you. So focus, I usually like to focus on the outcome with somebody approaching me the first time in Y time. I always like to go to outcome. 
Because everybody knows. It's funny how many people can't answer, hey, what brings you joy? Oh, I have no idea. Can you tell me? It's so and difficult. purpose is hard, too. Purpose is worse. Mm -hmm. They don't have no idea how they want to serve the world. But when you ask them what you want to experience, after a few moments, they can answer that. Yeah. And then when you ask them what do you want others to experience, it's funny. When you shift it to others, they can answer that. Yeah. Right? So if I asked you, love, what is, first of all, what brings you joy? What lights you up? What lights me up is helping people, like really helping people feel their life, feel alive. Really, Perfect. You know? And what do you want others to experience? I want people to experience a connection, a deeper connection with their inner self. Because Fantastic. that is what I also desire to experience. Yeah, so you just answer what you want to experience and what it's you want others to experience. Totally. And when you start to just focus on that, meditate on that, visualize that, see that, feel that, you're going to start to evolve into the same realm as some of the greats, mm -hmm. all of them, Newton, Plato, Michelangelo, Steve Jobs. They all ask themselves, hey, what do I want the world to experience? And it's really fascinating because when you do, I love that question, what do you want to experience? I use it a lot in my own coaching, my meditation coaching. It's my favorite question to ask. I love asking myself that. And what I want to experience is what I want others to experience. And when I lead with that, the hows just naturally unfold. And we get so caught up in those life-sucking hows that it really just drains the life force, the joy out of us. That question around outcomes is so powerful. Well, you'll see that the word how is not in the equation. Nowhere in the equation does it say, how are you going to ignite your purpose? How are you going to ignite your passion? How will you discover outcomes? It's not part of the Y equation. The Y equation is quite simply passion plus purpose equals outcome. Drive that into your cerebellum for the next eight weeks and watch what starts to happen. So what I wanted to focus on, love, because you say this often in your coaching and your talks, that the outcomes are never money. And I think that's an important thing for us to talk about here because so much of our world is driven by goals and thoughts about money. Not that there's anything wrong with money. There's absolutely nothing wrong with money. We actually created a whole energy around the joy of money. But the outcomes in your life, what you want to experience and what you want others to experience are never around money. I think we need to go into that. Our society is driven, it's a financially driven mindset. And somehow I like to believe that the earth wasn't created and we weren't put on this earth to, I always say, build more shopping malls, buy more stuff and just pay the bills. I don't think that all of this was, was led with the outcome of money. And I'm not saying money's not important. You know, look around, I mean, we, you know, we need money to be able to do what we need to do. But by leading with money, it will not create the outcomes that you're truly seeking. When you start to just let go of the money, because the challenge with the money is you're going to lead with it and you're going to want to start to take shortcuts mm -hmm. and you'll find that you get taken off track. You're going to look for the six easy steps. Yeah, you're just going to try to skip this process. You know, it's like planting 
something, a harvest every year. Oh, you know what? We just found out. Can we find a way to skip the whole process of, of all the actions that go into harvesting? <laughs> no, we can't. Well, can we just omit the sun? No, we kind of need that. Well, okay, how about screw the water? We need water as well. So our lives are a collection of our joys, our passions. We're given these gifts and these emotion, these sensing emotions for a reason. And when we start to just look at a child, a child doesn't just begin to walk the moment it leaves the mother's womb. It has to crawl. Why? Because it has to feel and like it has to develop its sensory It has to go through the rises motor. and falls. It has to go through all these stages. Mm-hmm. But something is happening. We are creating more and more this insta-society of goldfish where we're not allowing ourselves the ability to think long-term and develop these beautiful muscles, mental, spiritual, emotional muscles that we have. So... It's not that money's not important, but it's just putting that aside and saying, this is the life that I want to create. This is the type of work that I really want to be known for. And another part of that equation for outcome is what is the legacy? What is my legacy? Is my legacy that I paid my bills on time? Is my legacy that, you know, I never missed a Mercedes car payment every month. But yet, if you look at your life force and how you flow all of your life energy, if you actually took the time to quantify it, you'll see that more and more, a huge percentage of your thoughts go into, how can I make more money? Mm. But yet, you're not fulfilled. Even when you do get the Mercedes, even when you do get the flat screen TV, maybe you do hit the six figures for a little while, and then you lose it. You'll get to the end of your life, and you won't ask yourself those questions. You know, I'm writing a, a novel right now that's all about getting to the end of your life. And you're carrying these enter this energy of regret for the life that you didn't notice and you didn't live. And the outcome is truly the things that I want to experience, what I want others to experience, and putting those together and understanding that I am here for a reason. And by just living that outcome, guess what's going to happen? Of course you're going to make money because you're going to attract people that want to be a part of your tribe, that want to buy your books, that it's want like to be It's like a natural byproduct of it is a byproduct. living your passion and your purpose. And this is such an important conversation because so much of our world is lost in this pursuit of money, thinking it's the be-all and end-all. But I find two things happen when we lead with money as an outcome. One, it does not empower and strengthen us to persevere. Every passionate entrepreneur that you've mentioned, every person that has created something great has led with their passion how they're going to serve the world, what they want others to experience. And that has empowered them to persevere, right? Well, let me, I just, I want to challenge something. You said something very interesting there. I want to challenge political leaders right now. If money was everything, we have enough money to completely eradicate world hunger. Mm -hmm. The money that is spent on military alone has enough three, four times to eradicate all world hunger. So if money is the main thing, why don't we as a collective race eradicate world hunger? Get totally rid of that. And why don't we then take that energy and say, hey, you know what? We want everybody to know why they're really here. Imagine if that became the main thing. Mm -hmm. But somewhere along the way, a few key people, I guess, a few leaders decided, hey, I want to keep most of the world in poverty. I want to keep these workers a little bit below me 
And I don't want them to think about what brings them joy. And the essence of that control is a world that's been led by money, the control of money in the hands of perhaps a few and not really empowering and helping the world with that. So there's nothing good or bad about money, as you said. Well, money's a concept. It's a concept. At one point, salt was the currency. Mm -hmm. At another point, chocolate and the Incas was the currency. Like, there's always been some form of currency. Mm -hmm. But over the ages, we've allowed this concept of currency, of money. I mean, look where, just look at the world we've created. How can we have such an imbalance? I know. Of so much poverty in the world and yet so much wealth like such an extreme and then in the middle this pool in the middle is a bunch of unfulfilled people trying to just survive mm -hmm. so i think we've missed something something we've missed something and i feel that you know the, the more and more that we try to help people go inward and understand why they're here that's all that's all that angela and i are trying to do through through our, our work of in our journey of inspiring one million wise, stuff one million people say, "I know why I'm here, and it's to this is my purpose, and these are the outcomes that I want to create." And if everyone starts to live from that outcome, if you will, th then there'll be a universal outcome. See, and if the universal outcome, which is this new ROI for the world, that's not financially driven, no, and I, I think that's a pretty cool world to live in. I think so. I want to help create that world. You know, one final thing I want to say about this whole money is not the outcome is that when I find love, when people are leading with money as the be all and end all, whether it's the six figures, that goal, is that when they finally, if and when they finally do reach that, there's this fear of what if I lose it? Mm -hmm. And I just kind of look at that energy with fascination. Wow. So you've lived your life. You've created what you have Well, you've created. climbed, you've, you've pursued, climbed, you've, you've chased. And then all of a sudden you get somewhere that is linked to some sort of financial goal, yet you're living in constant fear of losing that. Whereas I find when you are aligned more with your deeper why, your passion, your purpose, your service to the world, the outcomes you want to experience and you want others to experience, there's no fear energy in that. Mm -hmm. That's know? right. Fear is, it doesn't enter that that world, that consciousness. And I think the way you summarized that was, was brilliant because that's what it's about. Yeah. So I love this conversation. I think it's really, really impactful and really encourage you to seek us out, reach out to us even on social media. He always does Y time, 11 minutes of Y time on Wednesdays at 11 uh, a.m. Eastern time. So it's a way for you to just keep this alive. So we gave an example before about my own example, what I want to experience, what I want others to experience, you know, this pathway inward. So let's help people a little bit more with those outcomes and the questions really that help ignite that love. There's only a few questions that really drive outcome. It's never quantity. You'll, you'll notice a lot with our work, it's always two or three questions. People look at that equation and they go, wow, it's such a simple equation. Sure, it looks simple because you know those words and you've seen those words, but it's another thing to live it. So just live these three questions. Number one, 
Just live it. What do I want to experience? With the very brief time that I have left. The second one is, what do I want others to experience? Knowing, okay, I'll, I'll preface this now, knowing that I will elicit that experience, that I will have some kind of inspiration on that experience, because that will tie into your purpose. And then the last one is, what do I want to be remembered for? Mm -hmm. What is my legacy to the world? What is my gift to the world? The world has given me so much. What have I given back? Yeah. That's a really important question. What is my legacy? How do I want to be remembered? Some people, when I've heard them kind of reflect on that love, they think it's kind of like an ego thing. Oh, well, I don't need to be remembered for anything. But it has nothing to do with ego. It has to do that you are here in this time, in this body. Your spirit was brought here to help the world with something. I like a lot of people miss out on the fact, and I write a lot about this in this new novel, Life I Didn't Notice, that they think they, they're individual, individually disconnected from the, from the collective consciousness, that mm. they're actually just in a silo. But we actually are all connected. There's just enough amazing information around there that you just have to look into that shows that we are all connected. We just are. We feel and we're meant to coexist and make this world the best that it can be. We're not meant to just survive. We're meant to thrive. And when you start to see that you're connected, that you asking yourself, how can, what I want to be remembered for, what will my mark be on this world? You'll realize that if everybody starts to think that way, it's not a taking, it's not a protecting and building walls and fences and gates. It's this beautiful opening, this opening up of a world that was meant to heal one another. Yeah, it's wonderful. And you said at the start of that, love, something very amazing that this is a very simple equation. So someone could look at that and go, wow, that's so simple. But it is the most simple things throughout the history of mankind that are the most profound and that you really need to... The theory of everything. The theory of everything. That you need to stop doing a surface job on it. Go inward. Quiet yourself. Why do you think we come to Tuscany? It's to retreat from the noise and the chaos of the world and go inward. And it's okay if you don't know the answers to these questions around passion, purpose, and our conversation today around outcome. It's okay. But if you can decide today, you know what? I'm going to begin living these questions. I'm going to stop doing a half-assed surface job on it. I'm going to live them for 30 days. I'm really going to take on this journey. Go inward. Do the work to go inward. You won't find the answers in anything in your outside world. You won't find it in your neighbor. You won't find it in someone on social media telling you what it is. You will find it when you go inward. That's why I'm so passionate about meditation because until I discovered that, I didn't even know how to get in there. I knew the concept intellectually, but I was like, well, I don't even know how to go in inward to get to those an answers. And then, of course, there's why time, and we've talked about that a profound one-on-one -on -one conversation with your soul. And you can check that out on jerryvisca.com because it's super awesome. So finally, love, I want to, when it comes to a conversation around outcomes, 
We cannot have that conversation without also that question. How do you know you've arrived? And why is that so important? Well, I think the ultimate question, the ultimate is, how will I know I've arrived? And when you start to, again, you, when you fixate on the end result, without asking yourself, how will I know I've arrived? Even if you do tap into the outcomes, you, you will eventually have to decide, this is my point of arrival. Mm. This is when I know I've arrived. And you notice I'm not quantifying. I'm not going into, well, when I get a million dollars, I'll know I've arrived. How I know I've arrived is going to create that path and, and set that final coordinate, if you will, into that GPS. And you'll want to define that with clarity because you may have arrived and not even know it, mm -hmm. and yet you're still searching because we are living in a society that it is so difficult to get away from the, the incessant need to do more, chase more, be more, pursue more. Like you actually feel it in your cells the moment you wake up. You feel this but restlessness. This restlessness and I, your soul wants to know, hey, your soul's not complicated. It's here, it's this light force, it's connected to everything, to God, to spirit, to the universe, all of it. And it wants to experience itself in physical form mm -hmm. through its joy, through purpose, these unique gifts, and through experience. And then there'll be a point where it's, okay, you know what, I've arrived, I'm, I'm at peace. And this, how do I know I've arrived is not something necessarily you've achieved. No. It is a feeling. It is a state of being. And this is something, this state of being, we've talked about it in past podcasts, that is very new to us as human beings. But it is a state of being. And it doesn't mean that at that point where you I know I've arrived that you stop doing, that you're like now a slug on the couch. I mean, if anything, your creation has been magnified. You know, it reminds me of, uh, I used to study a lot of martial arts. This is a great example. I just thought of it. After someone becomes a black belt, I, I find it ironic that the next belt for them is white. Mm. And I used to ask that, why, why are they white? Because now it's not about pursuing the belt anymore. Now it's just about this awakening and, and their whole journey forward through this white belt is no longer belt. It's just this spiritual awakening. And when you know you've arrived, you'll experience this opening and you'll look out on some swaying trees and you'll you'll feel the beat of everything. You'll you'll feel the joy in the simplest things. You'll just live life with such a openness that Every day is a gift and you know you've arrived. Yeah. And anything else on top of that, any extra time you're given, I think is just a bonus, right? I know. I know with me, love, I know I've arrived when if this is my last day on this earth, I will be so at peace. There won't be, and I feel that now, there's not this constant restlessness. Of course, I feel that every once in a while. How human of me. But... When I can live my days, and I feel like I'm doing that more and more now, where if this was my last day, oh my goodness, I'm so at peace. I'm so grateful for everything that we're creating. We have created, we are creating, and this is it. This is so wonderful. So I'll leave off with my part is I took Angela to a very special place today to ask her that question, to, or to at least experience how I know I've arrived. So this part of Tuscany, there's this very special place that I run to every morning and then I sit and I meditate. 
and I'm literally underneath this olive tree. And in front of me is just an incredible sea of olive trees swaying in the wind with the hills and valleys of Tuscany that just take your breath away. Mm -hmm. And I love bringing Angela there. It's the first time I brought her there since we've been here this year. And I just sit there and I remember years and years and years ago before Tuscany was even physically available to us, I remember putting out this intention that I want to exist in Tuscany. I want to exist writing profound work and I want to feel my life. This is our fourth year in Tuscany, now we're here two months. And I'm sitting there in this beautiful spot and I know I've arrived. But it took me so long to not be able to answer that. Like I couldn't answer that because I just kept pursuing more. But it's almost someone took me and said, hey, look around. You've arrived. That's beautiful, love. I love it. Thanks for taking me, me there this morning. It was beautiful. So thanks for joining us on our podcast, Inspiring One Million Wise Together. Today, it was all about outcomes and how that is such a huge part of the why equation. Passion plus purpose equals outcome.